630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Monday afternoon football just ended. Field goal on the last play of the game. Las Vegas Raiders beat the Cleveland Browns 16-14. The Monday nighter will start in about nine minutes. Minnesota at Chicago. Just one game in the National Hockey League tonight. That's right. Just one game. And it'll start in a little bit here with the Wild taking on the Stars. All the other games that were supposed to be played tonight have been postponed, including the Ducks and the Oilers. And, of course, as you now know, Darnell Nurse and William Lagason, the latest Oilers players to go into COVID protocol. The Oilers games this week will not happen this week. The uh, trip to California to play the Kings and the Sharks Wednesday and Thursday, respectively, that has been postponed. The Oilers facilities have now been closed so we wait and see what happens there and we wait and see really what happens around the national hockey league as it could be a very quiet christmas season for the national hockey league now i mean look we'll see how it all goes here um but i can tell you that frank cervelli from daily faceoff posted this late this afternoon he says sources say there have been conversations today about a possible league-wide shutdown effective tomorrow the situation remains very fluid no decision yet after today just seven games left before the christmas break and cervelli pointing out 44 games have been postponed this season 39 of those 44 in the last seven days now cervelli says there is uh, another side to this the other belief and it is uh, he says it's the prevailing one at this point is why pause there's no guarantee the league will be in a better place in a week try to grind through as many games as possible then there are fewer games to make up later and he also pointed this out that uh, if you look at the new jersey devils general manager tom fitzgerald actually asked the league to postpone their game tomorrow because of having too many sick players and not enough reinforcements well on the other hand tampa bay flew to vegas on sunday both teams have zero COVID cases and they desperately want to play tomorrow so they wouldn't want to see uh, their game taken off the schedule for tomorrow so all things to consider there uh, regardless of that no oilers hockey games for you this week so uh, we'll just roll with inside sports from six to eight every night and i'm happy to talk to you if you want to get in touch the hotline is powered by certain teed 780-496-0063 certain teed professional grade building materials you can follow me on twitter at reed wilkins r-e-i-d-w-i-l-k-i-n-s and of course email inside sports at 630chad.com so the future schedule here for the oilers is uh not entirely known and i'm going to tell you why yes they are scheduled to Uh, play the Calgary Flames in Calgary one week from today. And yes, you've had uh, Calgary's facility open up to players who have never tested positive through their COVID outbreak. But here's the thing. First of all, it's, it's very possible that neither the Oilers nor the Flames will have any sort of team activity until December 27th. It's also very possible there could be more Oilers players test positive for COVID in the days to come. And, uh, you know, maybe would be running out of players to ice a team as we've seen uh, happen to other clubs here along the way. So the possibilities are that game goes ahead as planned on the 27th. Maybe, and this is a big maybe, but I'll throw it out there as, as something that has come up. Maybe the Flames and Oilers would be allowed to practice on Boxing Day rather than it being a day off. There'd have to be an exemption made there. And then they could have a morning skate on the 27th and then play the game on the 27th. Or maybe they get back to team activities on the 27th with practices and the game gets bumped back to the 28th. 
that probably wouldn't be the ideal scenario for the Oilers if the rest of the road trip goes as planned. And again, that's a huge if because the Oilers play St. Louis next Wednesday and then they have afternoon games on the 31st and the 1st. So if that game to Cal- in Calgary got moved back to the 28th, that would mean four games in five nights. It would mean flying from Calgary to St. Louis uh, after the game against the Flames and playing the Blues the very next day. Folks, I wish I could tell you exactly what was going to happen. But I can't. But I'm just throwing it out there um, as some possibilities. As for the games that have to be rescheduled, well, it's, you know, I know we've we've discussed it a bit on this show as could some games, some games, be moved into the Olympic break. And I'm going to discuss the Olympic break, uh, I think, with the assumption that the NHL players will not go to the Olympics. I think that's highly unlikely at this point. But here's what's going to happen. you got all-star game. Uh, uh, Saturday the 5th in Vegas. And then teams are supposed to resume skating on Tuesday, February 15th. And I don't think that's going to change, even if they have a lot of games that they have to reschedule because of uh, all these COVID delays here. So maybe you'd have uh, an extra weekend there, say starting on Thursday the 17th through Monday the 21st to get a couple of games in. You know, I guess maybe three, depending on on how many games are postponed or, or how arena availability is looking. Um, again, saw a lot of teams share facilities with other organizations, whether it's NBA, WHL here in Edmonton. Concerts are coming around again. So it, it's really looking like... Now, may, now, maybe the schedule gets completely overhauled. You never know. Maybe they come out after Christmas or on January 1st and say, okay, forget about all those games we had scheduled. We, we've had to rejig the entire thing. Maybe that happens. That Maybe that happens. Or maybe they say, okay, we're going to stick with the games as they are. We'll try to put one or two in there in the second week of the Olympic break for all these teams. And then everything else, it's getting stuffed in at the end of the year. So the uh, the regular season no longer would end on the final weekend in April. It would, it would have to go into May, and they would extend games that way. So, look, as it's always been with this situation, we don't know for sure what's going to happen. I'm just throwing out there what I think are probably more of the reasonable possibilities, but that's, uh, that's what we're looking at right now. So that's the, the news update. I, I did the show on Friday, and I said to you guys, you know, I, I know you want to hear about other stuff, but there's a certain amount of it that is affecting the news and changing sometimes hourly. So I have to get get that out. Other than that, I'm not going to spend a huge amount of time on the COVID situation tonight because I know everybody, uh, you're tired of it, you're saturated with it, you're hit over the head with it. Maybe you're, you know, whatever is going on in your life. I'm sure you want to hear about other things. So we will talk about other things on this show as well. Here's something very positive I can tell you. Extremely positive. Caden Gooley of your Edmonton Oil Kings has been named the captain of Team Canada. He's from Sherwood Park. He's been named the captain of Team Canada for the upcoming World Junior Tournament that's going to be co-hosted by Edmonton and Red Deer. All of Canada's games will be played at Rogers Place. Now, they've also adjusted the pre-tournament schedule. They've adjusted the pre-tournament schedule for the uh, World Junior Tournament. So what's happening now There's going to be five pre-tournament games on the 23rd. That's Thursday, featuring all 10 teams. Here in Edmonton, it's going to be Finland against the United States at noon, and then Russia versus Canada at 5 o'clock. 
That's on December 23rd. The other games, Slovakia, Germany, uh, Czech Republic, Switzerland, and Austria, Sweden, those games are going to be played in Red Deer. I can tell you that Red Deer ticket package holders are going to get an email from Tickets Alberta about the Team Canada pre-tournament games that were cancelled because of the schedule change. And uh, all Red Deer ticket package holders will get tickets to both pre-tournament games at the PV Mart Centrium. And uh, single game ticket holders will be contacted as well. So that's the update there from the World Junior. Really cool news that uh, Caden Gooley's going to be the captain. All right, we expect some news this week, maybe even tomorrow. I, I would guess either tomorrow or Wednesday from the Edmonton Elks about their general manager and who knows, maybe their coach too. Morley Scott with the update when we get back. Well, uh, tomorrow, maybe, who knows? We could be talking a lot about the Edmonton Elks. Uh, if not, then I, I would guess Wednesday. I, I, I would think it's in the next couple of days. We could get a major announcement from the team as, of course, uh, they got rid of three prominent people within the organization last month. And now they're looking for a coach, general manager, and team president. And the speculation is running rampant as we welcome Elks play-by-play voice Morley Scott to Inside Sports. And Morley, it seems to be a lot about two names at this point. Yeah, the general consensus read is that that it's come down to two names and one of those two will be named uh, general manager of the Edmonton Elks possibly tomorrow, maybe on Wednesday, but I would believe certainly this week that they will make the announcement and allow that guy to get to work at uh, putting the rest of uh, of his football staff together as quickly as possible because, you know, there's coaches out there who want jobs and you want to be in on the races to hire coaches, whether they be head coaches, coordinators, or assistant coaches. So uh, the, the two final candidates appear to be uh, Chris Jones who we know very well and Ted Govia who we probably don't know as well from uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers organization and uh, all the reports are that those two are in town and have been uh, interviewed extensively over the last couple of days and we're going to hear which one of them gets the gig in probably in the next 48 hours. All right so with Chris Jones he's been here before Are, are we to safely assume that if he's named the general manager his first action would be to hire himself as head coach so to speak or he just gets hired for both jobs probably defensive coordinator as well yeah i would i would think so i would think he would come in as uh head coach and uh, and general manager if he comes in for sure and uh and that would solve two problems that would it's you know there is a thought process that that's going to alleviate some of the issues that the elks might have as far as their their uh, football operations cap goes but if you have a head coach who's also a general manager you also have to hire somebody to work uh to work the the numbers right and, and to be the the office gm so they're going to have to hire another guy he can't do all the general manager's duties by himself because he's busy coaching the football team during the season so they still have to hire another guy after that so it's uh, it's going to be very interesting but I, I obviously he'll be uh he'll be um the guy who is coach and general manager all right i mean you you were calling the games the two years jones was here they they went from four and 14 to i think 12 and six and a west final loss to then 14 and four and great cup champions and, and then he left to go to saskatchewan 
you, you know, I, I get all the stuff from fans. Well, you know, is he, is, is, does he ever stay anywhere? Is he just always looking for the next opportunity? I, I get that. And the organization has talked about stability and it's talked about having, uh, you know, re-strengthening those ties to the community for where, where the Elks belong and sort of the, the scene here in Edmonton. And I know, you know, I've been reading some articles this week and say, well, you know, Chris Jones didn't let them go to K-Days that one year. Though, to be fair, I, you'll correct me really. I think they did go in his second year and he said, okay, now we're, it was a great experience and they're going to go again. Yep. So... I- what, like what you covered him what like what's he like behind the scenes is he just like it's all football all the time it's us against the world Every, nothing else matters or can he be that community guy who might stay here a while I think he can be I, I and I think he that will be part of I'm sure that's part of the discussions that the Elks would be having with them in their interview process saying you know can you integrate yourself into the community can you be more transparent with what you're doing can you become a part of uh, the Elks community both with the football team by yourself and you know throughout the city and I think that's you know obviously that has to be part of the discussion with no matter who they're hiring and the board has said that when they made the changes uh, what three weeks ago or four weeks ago whenever it was uh, they said that you know the next GM, the next president, they have to be people who are familiar with how they want the Elks to operate, how this franchise has operated in the past, being a part of the community, getting out in the community, and taking part in those uh, all those events. So, yes, I think uh, I think Chris Jones, uh, he was he was very much just all about what's in front of him, all about winning the next game. You know, there was even a time I can't even remember who the players were, but they were they were they were doing uh, putting players up on the on the Wall of Honor uh, one year, and, and he got asked about in his pregame press conference and he goes i'm not really sure but if they're going up in the mall of honor i'm sure those two guys are great players right he, he, he you know he made out like he didn't even know who those guys were so uh you know that's the kind of guy he was very much wrapped up in in what in what he wanted to see on the field which is great make no mistake chris jones is a really really good football coach and he would be good for this franchise on the field the decision has to be made now can he change a little bit from from the way he's operated in the past and and be a little different moving forward and and that's what the board has to decide on if they're moving forward with Chris Jones's coach but I'll tell you this Reed the one thing that I remember most about Chris Jones is you could you could tell him about a player you could ask him about a player and he will tell you something about him he knows every player who plays football it seems I mean uh, that was the year they had some running back issues with the injuries John White went down in training camp uh, with the Achilles and they were bringing in guys and, and you know they bring in a guy and he says well I, I worked him out you know in April and he ran a uh, you know a 4840 right and, and, he, and he has those numbers off the top of his head and he knows about guys you asked him at the time about Adarius Bowman and he'd go back to talk about when Adarius Bowman was in high school in uh, in Tennessee he knew him knew about him he just has an, an encyclopedia knowledge of football players who can play in the Canadian Football League, their strengths, their skills, and how they can fit into his system. And I and I was always so very impressed by that with Chris Jones. You could you know you could just say a player's name. You could talk about a, a quarterback on another team, and he'd say something about his college days or about his high school days or whatever. He just has incredible knowledge about football players, and and that is very impressive. And and uh, you know he he proved I think in his time in Saskatchewan that he can be a good general manager. I mean that team had a real tough first year as he kind of weeded out some of the issues they had but you know that team that he built basically went to the western conference final in uh, 2019 and 2021 right so uh, he, he builds good football teams he finds great talent and he's a real good coach that players really really enjoy playing for all right and that's and, and look i'm not I, i'm just bringing this up to clarify the entire 
truth of what happened. In, in 2014, they did not go to Monday Morning Magic at K-Days, and then they went in 2015, and Jones spoke highly of it. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's the way I recall it. That's the way I okay. recall it. And, and, and he, and he kind of, he didn't, I don't, I don't believe he came out and said, you know, we made a mistake, but I b- believe he talked about how important it is for his players to go there. And he saw the impact that, that that event had on his players, and I think he realized what a good event it was, not just for the community, but also for the football team. He does do a lot of, he likes to do those, those team bonding kind of things. You'll recall when he was in Saskatchewan, uh, he, when he was in Edmonton, he did it too. He took the team to Ottawa for a full week. He did it in Saskatchewan, and they, they played, they had practice on the on the yard at uh, outside the parliament buildings right and then the prime minister came out and, and took some pictures and everything so he is he's a guy very much around giving his team a good experience making his players happy and players really enjoy playing for him and and there's been i've noticed reed there's been some backlash since his name came up for the job on twitter from some fans who don't like the way he left edmonton uh but i also noticed that a lot of players on twitter sticking up for him and saying he's a great coach he bettered himself with that move no one should should uh, should fault him for that because he got a better position, uh, more money, more power, and and got to do more things when he moved to the Saskatchewan Roughriders. It was a position he wasn't going to get with Edmonton, so he moved on and got that position. And, and the players, the thing I'll stress again, the players enjoy playing for him. And I'm not saying they haven't enjoyed playing for their last few coaches because they have, but they still talk about Chris Jones and the, the players who are still here, they still talk about Chris Jones and the experience they had with him as their head coach. All right. Well, I guess we'll be talking about them one way or the other here uh, tomorrow night or Wednesday night. Morley, thanks for the update, man. I appreciate it. Anytime, Reed. Talk to you later. Yeah, Chris Jones or uh, Ted Govea looks like are going to take over as GM of the Elks. Govea, the senior assistant general manager, director of player personnel with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We'll go down to the farm, check in with Condor's captain, Brad Malone, when we get back. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.